welcome to soar with jesus as you listen to this word today believe that it will elevate and equip your spirit do consider sharing this podcast with your friends and family come let us take part in the word together soar with jesus mein aapka swagat hai aaj jab aap is vachan ko grahan karte hain to vishwas kijiye ki ye aapki aatma ko samarth dega इस पॉडकास्ट को अपने परिवार और प्रियजनों के साथ जरूर बांटें। आइए वचन में सहभागी हो Surely know that what I'm about to share will be a critical word for us as a family. It will be a critical uh, word to strengthen us and help us to really cross over some some Jordans, some seas, some valleys. and uh, there is this um, very deep thought that came to me and in fact let me say it uh, a revelation came to me in a very deep encounter with the lord that i had few days back and the lord said to me many people have the grace to serve many people have the grace to serve but very few have received the grace to survive do you know everyone in your church has the grace to serve but not everybody god will allow to serve because when you come to a place where now you are no more just a receiver but a giver there is a whole new level of attacks that are introduced to your life so some people when god look at them say hey they can preach better than their pastor oh this person can really take the guitar and do far better than all the worship leaders that this ministry has encountered yet the lord says no 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 you sit it's okay for you to sit because you cannot handle when it comes against you you will not be able to understand why my life is just a simple chaos and everything is a wired everything is out of control everything i am doing right but everything is coming out wrong because there is a grace to serve but then there is a grace to remain grace to grace to survive grace to handle what comes against when we serve in luke 10 jesus sends his 70 disciples to serve and the bible says they all go to different towns and cities and villages preaches the gospel they all heal the sick cast out the demons fantastic they come back to jesus in luke 10 give him the good news jesus congratulates them said yeah wonderful i even saw satan falling like lightning from heaven and you will trample over uh, snakes and scorpions this is nothing is going to harm you powerful powerful grace to serve powerful grace to achieve what was supposed to be achieved yet few chapters later there is not even one found near jesus except one beloved 
That means they all had the grace to serve, but very few had the grace to survive. Some fled, some um, denied Jesus, some was some was so scared, some hid themselves. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Uh, you had the grace to serve, but there is some amount of maturity that is needed that teaches us and makes us people of understanding that we know how to survive a season, how to survive heartbreaks, how to survive attacks. How do I operate in that grace that keeps me rooted? Such is our portion. It's very critical. Very critical. Very critical. And then Peter, who denied Jesus three times, one day is given cross upside down. Yet he's not running away now. <laughs> Yet he's... One day he was scared of a little girl. Now he's not even scared of the cross that is worse than Jesus' cross. What happened, Peter? Once I had the grace to serve, but after the day of Pentecost, there is an impartation came. An impartation came that I received the grace to survive all seasons of my life. And I have programmed my blood, my veins, my bones, my muscles, my flesh, my soul, my spirit. I've trained all of them to keep saying, not my, but let thy will be done. I shall serve the Lord. There are many levels of grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we church, we, we think grace is one small object, singular. How about me telling you, there is a plural inside the singular. There are many realms in this one word grace. There are many kinds of grace. There are many different blessings in different kinds of grace. There is, there is a grace that helps us to survive. I want to read one scripture which Jesus said. And let me break some religious mindset before I say that. How many of you know about the Lord's Prayer? What is the Lord's Prayer? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, right? Is it really the Lord's Prayer? <laughs> is it really the prayer that the Lord made or the Lord did? No. The Bible says, Jesus said, you pray like this. It's not Lord's Prayer. It's our prayer. I don't know why we call it the Lord's Prayer. The Lord said, you pray like this. Am I correct? That's what your Bible says. But there is a Lord's Prayer in the Bible. In the Gospel of John, before he is caught to be crucified, before that, he starts praying. And he prays for three people. Ay, 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 ay. That's Lord's Prayer. He prays for three people. He prays for three people. I love this about the Lord. He prayed for himself. Uh, don't think Jesus only prayed for us. He prayed for himself. Are you hearing me? Pray for yourself. Learn to pray for yourself. Learn to prophesy over yourself. Learn. <laughs> you, you listen to that prayer. It's so beautiful. Time has come that you glorify your son. That's his prayer. Beautiful. Let me take you to that passage. 
It's found in John 17. I'll read few lines here and there. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son. That your son also may glorify you. He's praying for himself. <laughs> ah, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you gave to me. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Oh, the glory that I left. Get me back to that glory. Jesus is praying for himself. Are you hearing me? Ah, it's not a wrong prayer to say, Lord, bring glory in my church. Bring glory in my house. Bring, bring glory on my family. It's not a wrong prayer. Jesus is praying, praying for his glory to be restored. My God, glory that he joyfully gave away to come to this earth and save us. He's asking his father to restore that glory. May the Lord restore glory upon you in the name of Jesus. May every area of your life that has lost its glory, may the Lord glorify you with him. Ay, 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 ay. Now this is taking a turn. Anytime Satan does anything in any area of your life which takes away the glory of God, your communion with the Father will birth glory again in that area because you are connected to your Father. And He is a glorious God. He's a glorious God. He's a glorious God. Then, the third thing He prayed for, I will miss the second because second is where I want your focus on. The third thing He prayed for is for all the believers of future. He said, all those who will believe in Me, Lord, let they become one with you. He's praying for in, in that day, 2,000 years ago, he was praying for us. Number two, number two, which is my focus, he's praying for his disciples. That's the Lord's prayer. That's the Lord's prayer. And listen to this now. Very interesting. I loved it. I loved it. While praying, while praying to his father, in using words in prayer, he's saying, I pray for this. I pray for this. I pray for this. He's praying. And he's saying, I pray that you will glorify me. I pray that you will bless those who will believe on me. I pray they, they shall become one. He's using these words. I pray, I pray, I pray. But then in the middle of it, while praying, he says, but I do not pray. I do not pray for this, 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 this. In prayer, he is explaining in verse 15 what he is not praying. Now look what he's not praying. John 17, verse number 15. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world. Before that, he's telling his father, now I am not in the world. They are left without me. They will be rejected. They will be persecuted. He's saying he's in the world, but in that passage, he's saying, I am not in the world anymore. That means Jesus knows how to live in future also. While on the earth, in the realms of the spirit, he's already declaring that I'm not in the world anymore. I'm out of this world. But they are left behind. They are left in the world among the wolves. They are left behind. And then in verse 15, he says, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world. How many times we have said, Lord, it's enough. Elijah said, hi, my time has come. Lord, it's so much of pressure. Come back. So we have a very spiritual way of telling God, end my life. So we are Christians, right? We don't say, Lord, I want to die. We say, Lord, you come. 
you return lot so that everything is finished in other ways we are we are not saying what we mean we want to be out of the world sometimes pressures are too hard to handle ministry is too heavy to carry it's so burdensome it's so tough it's so hurting it's so uh, full of wounds and you know there are disappointments and discouragements and, and all of that stuff and all that causes us to say ah nahi ho pa raha right life becomes so hard life becomes so challenging life becomes so demanding it's full of pressure but look while praying for us jesus is saying this one thing i'm not praying this one thing i'm not praying so what am i praying instead of it i do not pray that you should take them out of the world but that you should keep them from the evil one you should give them the grace to survive on this planet you should give them the grace to to handle everything that comes their way that you would equip them to defeat every attack of the enemy that you would equip them and bless them on this earth in a way that they shall not be touched by the evil one they shall not be defeated by the evil one they shall not be destroyed by the evil one their destinies will not be touched by the evil one let them stay in this world yet operate from heavenly places that is the grace that we have in christ so jesus said my prayer is not that you take them out my prayer is not that they go with me my prayer is not that they exit with me my prayer is i'm going to be with you and they are here but you can give them grace that they will survive every season every season and still grow how many of you know that we fight yet we keep growing we keep growing we keep expanding battles might increase sometimes but not more than victories the number of victories are more than the number of battles only if you can look around only if you can look around you will find the number of victories are more than the number of battles in your life and it's very critical to ask the father jesus asked it we need to pray for this and say lord i just don't need grace to serve i need the grace to remain in the place of victory i need the grace to survive every season and while surviving the season i want to thrive in that season because we just don't survive we thrive hum sirf ek mausam ko kisi tarike se kaatte nahi hain hum usse usse paar hote hue hum badhte hain we grow we become mightier we become greater we become stronger we go deeper that's who we are that's who we are that's jesus is that's the lord's prayer john 17 is actual lord's prayer not one in matthew that's our prayer <laughs> it's our prayer we need to pray like that but when jesus prayed he prayed mighty prayer his prayer was not that cute his prayer was in the in different realms and dimensions the god that i serve can produce prosperity and even destroy prosperity let me repeat that he can produce prosperity and destroy prosperity hold on let me complete he produces the prosperity of his people and destroys the prosperity of the weapons formed against you that's why the bible says no weapon formed against you shall prosper 
he nullifies the prosperity of those weapons. He just dilutes the weapon in a way that weapon is so confused and it takes a U-turn and goes back to the sender. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. There is no prosperity on the side of the enemy. <laughs> I cancel that. Weapons against us have no prosperity. I'm asking the Father to protect you from the evil one. I'm asking the Father to give you the grace to remain in this place until you see the manifested blessing of God in your life. Until you see that breakthrough becoming part of your life. Until you see the glory of God descending from heaven and attaching to your spirit and soul not to be detached ever again in the mighty name of Jesus. This is the grace that is falling on us in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, shout an amen. There is a grace to serve. There is a grace to love God. There is a grace to follow him. But then there is a grace to survive every season of our life. When the enemy sees the grace to serve on us, he tries to locate is there the grace of survival also upon them or not? So the moment he locates somebody which has no grace to survive, he causes certain things to happen in your life which irritates you and wounds you in a way that you yourself decide to take an exit from the plan of God. It's very, very critical to understand that there are two kinds of primary grace. Number one, which enables you to serve. Another one, which enables you to stay and survive. If you don't have that grace, one offense, you are gone. One hardship, you are discouraged. One challenge, and you're already writing your resignation letter to give it to God. Already. Some of you have already typed it, saved it somewhere. Anytime, if you want to bring it out, you can bring it out. No, no, no. Our stories will not end like Elijah. I wish Jesus was there before Elijah to make this prayer for Elijah. But we are the blessed ones, right? But still, look at the heart of the Father. Moses could not enter the promised land. Elijah took an early exit. Yet, both were preserved. I pray every claim against your life by Satan shall be broken right now in the name of Jesus. No claim over your life. Some of you, you don't know why I'm going through all this. Why this is so hard. Why day by day it is becoming harder and harder and harder. It is becoming heavy. It is a heavy burden. Sometimes I face depression. Sometimes there is so much of anxiety. Sometimes I feel like giving up. Sometimes I'm irritated. Sometimes I don't know what's wrong I'm doing in life. No, 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 no. You are not doing anything wrong. Wrong. You are doing everything right. That is why hell is fighting you. But now you cannot keep sitting and waiting for the attacks to stop. You need to rise up and say the evil one shall not touch me. I am called by the Lord. I give up. I remove every discouragement. I come out of the zone of every attack. I shine brighter than yesterday. I, my oil will increase today in the name of Jesus. If the attacks are increasing, my oil shall increase even more. And I shall cross over certain zones in the name of Jesus. 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 So, so what enemy does, he tries to create certain things that affects your soul. It is so easy for a demon 
to take the anointed out of the calling. Listen to me. It is so easy for one single demon to take out the anointed if that anointed is only anointed with the grace to serve and not anointed with the grace to survive. He will affect your soul in a way that your soul will be so heavy, so heavy that even your spirit cannot lift it. It will be so burdensome. It will be so hurting, wounded, desperate, irritated that even the spirit part of you will only be able to dominate just for few hours when you are in the church. Few hours when you are just listening to a sermon on YouTube. But after some time, back to square one. So what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Anytime my soul has been affected, this is how the Lord has helped me. When there is a lot in your soul that you cannot handle, there is one thing that you can do. Love your God with all your soul. Jesus said the biggest commandment is love your God with all your soul, with all your might, all your strength. Take that broken soul to the Lord and say, Lord, I love you. Heal me. Do not try to fill the cracks in your soul by any other thing, but only one thing, Father's love. Rest all our temporary remedies, but only one is a permanent cure. Rest all our temporary remedies, not even cure. These are remedies. Only one is a permanent cure. Father's love. So enemy will always try to burden your soul. Bring so much of sadness into your heart. Bring so much of discouragement. Bring so much of identity crisis. Bring so much of low confidence. Bring so much of anxiety and depression and doubts, questions, confusions that you yourself will say, it's too hard. But I'm reminded of a verse. Jesus said, take my yoke from me. It is very light and easy. Anytime in life while serving God or whatever you do in life, anytime you feel it is very heavy, just remind yourself, it's heavy because you are lifting it. It's heavy because you are trying to lift it. But Jesus said, give your burdens to me and take from me my yoke, which is light and easy. So there are two major keys. One I've already given. How to give authority to your spirit to rule your soul. You need to locate the cracks in your soul. Locate the cracks. And then don't fill those cracks with anything that satisfies your soul. Cracks in the soul, we, we want those cracks to be filled so that our soul is satisfied. Even though the crack is in the soul, satisfy the spirit. Even though there is a crack in the soul. So satisfaction should be demanded and desired by what? Because the crack is there, right? Don't do that. Because to fill the crack in the soul, you will have to feed soul. Bring me one child of God who said, all my soul cracks are filled. That's why I know today why it is written, he's the savior of my soul, not just the spirit. Because when there are cracks, they become like vacuum. 
hollow places. So anytime soul is demanding something and it is not being fulfilled, you will try to fill it with a replica or a substitute. But whatever you bring into your soul as a replacement to fill that crack is again going to be part of the soul. So you will never be satisfied. So if when you locate a crack in your soul, you don't try to fill the crack, you ask the father of lights to rescue your soul, to deliver your soul, to redeem your soul, to bring your soul out of hell. You're not asking for the satisfaction of the soul. You're not asking for the fulfillment of certain things. You're not asking for those cracks to be filled. You're asking for the healing, healing. Oh my God, healing of soul. So what happens? We, people of God, children of God, ministers, when we have a crack, we like to fill that crack. No, 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 no. We ask the Lord to rescue our soul that we don't even realize that there is a crack. Now we have no more associated to those cracks. For us, cracks don't exist. We are complete in Christ Jesus. We are fully content in the presence of the Lord. Because these cracks enemy will use, these heartbreak, these hurts, these, all those disappointments of your life, enemy will use it one day. And what is he going to do? He's going to increase the crack. Some cracks over the period of time, if not healed, can turn into a valley. He restores my soul. He restores my joy. He restores my excitement. He restores my, my confidence and my celebration. He restores my oil. He restores my, my, my calling. He restores the zeal in my spirit to serve Him. He restores it. Let us... Ask the Father to allow us to genuinely enjoy life. No hidden pain which we hide from the church. We don't have to act strong. We should be strong. We have to live strong. Let us ask the Lord, Father, I want to experience joy in the church, outside the church, in the house, among people, when I'm alone. Everything, Lord, I want to really enjoy you. Genuine joy that can only be achieved with a healthy soul, with a healthy soul, with a healthy soul, with a healthy soul. Thank you for tuning in today. We believe you have been blessed and your lives will never be the same after receiving this powerful word. Stay tuned for more. Shalom. Aaj hamare saath junne ke liye dhanyavad. हमें विश्वास है कि इस वचन को ग्रहण करने से आपका जीवन परिवर्तित होगा और वचनों के लिए हमारे साथ जुड़े रहिए शालोम